Orange Cadigan. That is some score. He's some player. This could be the player who could be the makings of this Kilkenny team, not just this year, but in future years. Real leader. Hi, Mike McFenley here, former Intercounty Kilkenny Hurt. Today on Player's Voice, I had the pleasure of talking to one of Kilkenny's finest and sharpest shooters, Richie Power. Richie talks us through his life, his family, and also the ups and downs in the black and I hope you enjoyed the listen. Michael Fennelly, coming out of midfield, inside towards Richie Power, breaks it to himself, it's a goal chance, he's taken it! Two goals in the final for Richie Power! Well, two things there, Jordan, to go for Michael Fennelly, first of all, won the ball, broke the tackles, he wasn't, the urge would have been to go for a score, but look at the touchdown by Richie Power, he looked like he was going to hit it off the hurl, he didn't, he kept his composure, and he stuck it away in the roof of the net, and that's what he does, look at there, he thought he was going to hit it, he didn't, and a great finish to the roof of the net. An absolutely sublime finish by Richie Power, the 28-year-old from Carrick Shock. I'm here today joined with Richie Power, on behalf of the Players' Voice, to talk about hurling, life after hurling. Uh, and everything else, including family. So, Richie, first of all, how is life at the moment, and what are you up to? Um, yeah, life is good, Mick. Um, do you know, I suppose it's it's strange. I suppose kind of stepping away from the plane. Do you know, um, which I which I decided to do this year, um, even with the club. So, I kind of had to make a personal decision with regards to, I suppose, my own, I suppose, physical health going forward. Um, do you know? So, I made the decision about four four months ago that. You know, I, I just needed to, to call it because, you know, if I didn't, I'm going to keep doing continuous damage and, you know, the likelihood is you'd, you'd need a knee replacement probably a lot sooner than, than, I, than I'd hoped. So, but yeah, other than that, good, working working away, working with Palace Foods, um, you know, and doing a bit of coaching with the Offaly Camogie team as well, which I which I thoroughly enjoyed uh, during the year, you know, so I've... I've committed to, to go back again for my for my sins for 2019, so looking forward to getting started with that. Great, and what, what kind of a role does that involve with the Offaly girls? Um, yeah, I suppose, look, the the manager, Mick Wall, kind of rang me early in the year last year to see would I be interested in kind of coming up on a, I suppose, a one night a week, you know, to give a hand out, to do, do a bit of hurling coaching, to kind of bring things along. And, you know, I agreed. I said I'd be more than happy to go up. And I suppose as the year progressed, you know... The girls kind of wanted me there a bit more, so I kind of committed then to kind of being there as much as I could, um, you know, and it just it's more or less kind of a coaching role, really go up, do the training, kind of do the physical side of things, um, everything else then, you know, picking the team, I have an input into that, but like Mike is the manager, Gerard Welch is a selector with us, and um, you know, there's nutritionists there, there's, there's physios and all that sort of thing as well, so it's, it's pretty much on a coaching level. Um, to kind of starting off and you know I've enjoyed it so you know I think in fairness I want to be very fair to the girls because I only kind of came in halfway during the year mm-hmm. um, and the effort that they gave me was, was phenomenal you know like anything I asked them to do they were they'd do it and they'd actually do more if I'd let them so you know I think just you know I really want to kind of give it a good go from the start this year and, and see where we can bring them Good and what's your you're looking after the coaching skills, but what's your coaching philosophy, or what do you think is the key really to um, to improving a player? Um, I suppose. Look, I I kind of think back to when I was kind of growing up and when I was being coached, as to see you know what I needed to work on. Um, you know, there's different attributes for different players, in my opinion. You know, obviously there's there's the physical side of it. You know, there's the strength side of it. There's the the fitness. 
Um, but I suppose fundamentally for me, it's it's all about first touch and the speed of play that maybe the girls were so used to at junior and intermediate level. Um, but when they kind of stepped up to the senior level at Camogie, the step up in, in pace is is phenomenal. Do you know, and like that's what I would have done a lot of work on during the year with them was just their speed of play because their fitness levels were very good. You know, their their first touch was very good. Their you know they had all the skills, but it was the pace at which they were doing it. Do you know they they were just that fraction slow. You know, their even drills in train, and you could see it was all done kind of that you know seventy five percent pace when it has to be at a hundred percent. And you know, like that's that's where where I saw it because without a doubt the talent is there in Offaly. You know, and 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 I've seen it firsthand. You know, they've some of the finest Camogie players in the country, but it's just you know getting them to kind of think that split second quicker getting them to hit the ball that split second quicker and you know always on the move and certain things like that so um, but like look going in at the start of the year for, for next year you know it'll be a different kind of dimension you, you work on a bit of fitness with them and you know we have a strength and conditioning coach in with us as well that's going to give them a programme well, as well in the gym so we're going to try and make it as a professional for the girls that they've probably never experienced before and we'll, we'll see where it takes them Great, great. And how do you find the commitment from the girls? Like you have a sister, and I have four sisters, and we've been, we would have been involved in somewhat at club level maybe with, with Camogie. Um, how do you find the commitment? Is it look as I said, the commitment you know has, was phenomenal from the girls when I got involved. Um, you know, every night there was there was great numbers at training every night. Um, obviously, girls away in college couldn't make it, but commitment wise, I couldn't have asked them to do any more. You know, I you know training. They, you know, there was some nights they wanted to do more, but like I felt that they'd enough done. Like I could have, if I asked them to run through a brick wall, they would do that. Do you know, that's how committed they are. And in fairness to the girls, they they come to me and they say they want to improve. Like they, that's their mentality in Offaly. And you know, they don't, they're not just happy with staying up senior. They're not just happy with m- making it to a Leinster final. You know, they want to, you know, their ambition is to get to an All Ireland final, which was was great from my point of view going in there because it just showed that the the girls were were committed to the cause and that you know they actually had ambition as well excellent and when you have a committed group like that and and high motivation uh levels it makes life a little easier for for a new coach just take me back there to your knee uh, injury what happened with that and and when did it start actually because obviously it's a it's one of the main reasons you you end up retiring from kilkenny yeah um i suppose uh, it all started when I was 16. Um, I, I got my first keyhole operation uh, done when I was in fourth year in St. Kieran's College. And it was about, I think, five weeks before we played in an All Ireland final, I got it done. And I suppose me being, I suppose, only 16 and full of, full of life, and straight away when the knee felt good, I actually played in that college's All Ireland, which looking back now was probably a foolish thing to do. You know, five weeks post. Um, Keyhole is not probably the ideal time to be playing a game. So that was the first operation. Um, and I suppose I was probably very lucky then up until, well, not lucky up until 2015, but I suppose from then to 2015, I had two more operations, but they were kind of spread out over over a period of time where, you know, a bit of cartilage became loose in the knee and I went in and got it cleaned out, which, you know, you see a lot of players nowadays going in just to get it cleaned out. So, um you know, and then I suppose for me, two thousand and fifteen was just the, uh, you know, was just the end really. Do you know, like I had, I had three operations in the space of I think seven months, 
um, and the final one was a micro fracture, you know, on the on the bone and the knee, and you know that just more or less that was that was the end of the intercounty career, and I was actually told at the time it was the end of my playing career, um, by by the surgeon, you know, which was which was tough to take at the time because you know I was only twenty eight, I was I was twenty nine that December, and I was told the end of October 20, 2015 that I'd never hurl again. But you, yeah, you, you defeated that kind of. A yeah, I did. You know, I, I suppose I wasn't happy with with what with what I was told. Um, you know, and I kind of I, I took it fairly hard, and you know, I, I find I found it very very hard to accept it. You know, and the fact that you can be told at twenty eight years of age that you'll never kind of hurl again, and and the best that they could try and do for me was to make me comfortable for for the rest of my life. You know, and I suppose to be told that you know after I suppose three operations in the space of eight months and you know how they didn't see the damage that was there like had the need deteriorated that much within a short space of time and you know obviously it had and I suppose surgeon is, is the surgeon he was the guy that was in my knee so he he would have seen the extent of the damage but um no look I wasn't I wasn't happy with the decision so I kind of I extended every avenue really do you know I I even met you know, at the time the the Australian rules were over in in Ireland. Um, you know, Noel Kennelly, who'd be my my dad's boss in in his work. You know, arranged for me to to meet Tyg and uh, the medical team from there. I brought the scans and the reports. They looked through it. Um, you know, I went I went to a guy up in Belfast. I went to different guys around the country. Um, you know, I went to Croatia with regards to stem cell treatment. Um, you know, so. I went down every avenue, um, but I suppose, I suppose me being me, I kind of went back to the gym and started the rehab, and you know started building up the leg around the knee again, and you know I suppose, two thousand and fifteen we were relegated with the club and we were back intermediate, so the I suppose the big push was to try and maybe get back up senior straight away, which you know luckily we achieved in um, in two thousand and sixteen. So, but yeah, look, it was, I suppose I retired from Kilkenny at the age of twenty nine and. You know, it's it's not something you hear very very often. You know, a guy maybe retiring before he's thirty, but I suppose the extent of my knee, you know, I just would not have been able to to get back. Um, you know, to play inter county level or to train at the the extent the guys do. So, you know, I kind of I was more or less forced into retirement. Um, and you know, again, that was that was probably that was the hardest part of it. You know, I I would have preferred it to be a personal decision, but you know, unfortunately, it was it was forced upon me. Yeah, and that's a, that can always be a, a difficult uh, time, obviously, especially if it's forced upon you. Um, mentally, did you get any support? You know, I know physically, obviously, your knee was, was in trouble. You spoke to doctors, but mentally, obviously, that's quite draining. Did you get any advice or any uh, even seen a psychologist around to try and help with the? Yeah, I suppose. Luckily enough, like I had, I had people around me. Um, you know, my family. You know that. Um, they were very very good at the time and um, I, I never actually went and, and kind of spoke to a psychologist or anything like that but I did speak to I suppose past players you know that players that went through the same thing and um, just I suppose how they dealt with it because you know it, it, it leaves a huge void um, in your life you know and obviously there's there's ways of filling that void but you know you go from training five nights six nights a week and doing your recovery and being with the lads to suddenly being isolated you know and that's how I would have felt probably in the first couple of months after the announcement and you know I remember going down to watch the the lads uh, play Watford in the first round of the league in I think it could have been February or March 2016 and I brought Rory with me to my son and I remember just standing on the the bank and realising 
you know, this is it, like, do you know? Um, like, there's there's been many a time where I would have missed games due to injuries and I would have been standing on the bank, but you'd always know in the back of your mind that, you know, I'm going to get back at some stage. But that was just, that was when it kind of really sunk in, um, you know, and uh, I suppose from there on, I just kind of, you know, came to terms with it and, look, it, it was tough, um, you know, looking at 2016 because, you know, everything was going well, the lads were going well. Um, you want to be involved and you want to be you know part of it but you look you, you just it's it's something that you have to to deal with and you know you accept it and you move on and you know that's that's what I've done and you know now you know I fill that void with, with, with other things and um, you know you have the coaching side of it I like to play a bit of golf um, you know and physically being able to do that is you know to me is more important than I suppose pushing my body to a to a stage where it's just going to give up on me. You extensively looked at different areas or opportunities to try, to try and get that knee sorted. Was the reason behind that to get back to play with Kenny or actually get 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 back to play with your club? Oh no! Listen, I, I, it was solely to get back and play with my club. Um, you know, because I suppose when you when you're involved with Kenny for I suppose the eleven years which I was, it's you miss so much with the club. You know, you're not there as much as you'd like. Um, you're only really getting back for championship games and, you know, for towards the end of the championship. You know, so for me, I suppose the way my head was always thinking was, you know, when I retire with Kilkenny, I'm really looking forward to going back and giving, you know, the four or five years with the club, you know, and, and giving something back to them because I wouldn't have been where I was without the club. But, you know, that's what really drove me to try and get back with the club. And, like, look, I was lucky to get back to play an extra two years with them. Um, obviously would I like more absolutely but you know to be able to get back and do those two years and like we were very very fortunate to win a, an intermediate club all Ireland, which you know probably is the standout for me you know because you go to Crow Park with your, your cousins your brothers your family um, you know which is you know it's up there if, if, if it doesn't surpass the you know the, the all Ireland's with Kilkenny because it's, it's such a I suppose a, a close knit kind of group, and it's the parish, and it's it's guys you've grown up with since you were you know two or three. But um, you know, like look, we we all do things to try and get get back, and you know, like my injury is no different to anyone else's, you know. But you know, that's what I wanted. I knew when I announced my retirement with Kilkenny that that was that, um, and when I was told by the surgeon, I knew that was the end of the road for me. But you know, I was just determined not to let it be the end of the road with Carrick Shock. Great. And currently, the knee. What's the situation with it at the moment? Um, yeah, I suppose currently it's 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 actually feeling you know good in in the last couple of weeks. Like I've gone through I've gone through two procedures of this stem cell treatment in in medical stem cell in Cork. So, you know the first the first set of injections, you know I, I didn't feel any anything you know different um, at the time, but since the second set of injections, it, you know he seems to have really hit the spot that was damaged um you know i'm getting up every morning you know there's no pain there um you know i'm not having pain during the day like i was uh you know doing my do my day-to-day -day job so you know it has improved you know i am putting it down to the stem cell injections so um you know i, I have to go back now for a for a follow-up meeting and you know the possibility of maybe going and getting a third set of injections and you know that'll hopefully you know give me i suppose another couple of years with, with my own knee rather than rather than going under the knife back in towards Colin Fennelly had an injury early on this time gets first run on this lovely play inside Richie Power could be a second 
It is a second, and Kilkenny lead the match by 2-7 to four points. He made one, he scored one, and there are just 27 minutes gone. A yeah, great finish by Richie Power. He was the player of the league before he got injured, missed the league final. Colin Fenley, lovely ball inside and simple finish for a player like Richie Power. Your son Rory, I saw a picture lately of him playing playing a match. Tell me how he's getting on and, uh, <laughs> and who does he play for? Yeah, no, look, he's, he's flying. Um, he's nine now. He'll be ten in March, so I tell you, I don't, I don't know where the, the ten years have gone, but... Um, yeah, he's playing with he's playing with James Stevens, unfortunately. But um, you know, there's nothing there's nothing much I can do about that. But do you know what? I it doesn't bother me um, as long as he's happy and he is happy and you know he he loves hurling. He just it's just I suppose people that often say it to me like he he hasn't you know picked it up off the ground or licked it off the ground you know because of of I suppose my hurling and then my dad's you know career, but. Um, you know, just to see him being happy, you know, to see him, he never leaves the hurling out of his hand, you know, and I think that's that's great, and I think that's what's, I suppose, great about hurling, and that's what's great about Kilkenny, that you see so many young kids like that, and you know, he's no different. So, you know, look, he's he's not bad. Um, I wouldn't tell him that, but um, you know, look, as I said, as long as he's happy, um, that's that's the main thing, and you know, if if, if it does happen or if, if there's any way I can possibly get him to carry shock I'll, I'll definitely be trying it <laughs> to be a good transfer alright um, and actually I would have seen him back I'd say when he was 4 or 5 in Nolan Park at half time and even though genetics you know it is about hard work it's about having a hurl in your hand and practising but definitely the genes is there with the swing uh, very similar to yourself very natural natural swing both left and right so he's definitely one to look out for in the future and hopefully those years will come, will come soon um, you said you play a bit of golf. Uh, what's your handicap? Uh, playing off seven. Playing off seven, yeah. That's not too bad. You must be a regular golfer. If no, you're um, I, yeah. Look, I do. I play a bit. Um, I like to get out, especially during the summer, because you know when the evenings are long. I'm a member in the Kilkenny Golf Club, um, so it's easy just to, I suppose, go over in the in the evening, play your nine or thirteen holes, and um, get out at the weekend with a group of lads. Then that I, I play with and. We actually have a good group that goes to Portugal or Spain every year as well. So, like, you know, it's, look, it's great to be able to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do when you were hurling. And I think that's the most enjoyable thing about it. And, you know, I suppose my biggest fear, I suppose, after the whole knee thing was, like, would I be able to, you know, would I be able to swing a golf club? Like, would I be able to play a big game of golf? Would I be able to run or puck around with Rory? Like, you know, so physically at the moment, I'm able to do all those things. And, you know... That's that was the, that was the decision you know I made, um, but certainly it's it's great to be able to do these things that you just don't have the time to do when you're playing intercounty. Yeah, um, Electric Ireland is at those uh, minor All Star awards a couple of weeks ago. So these footballers and hurlers they're about 16, 17 years of age. If you can go back to that age uh, and knowing what you know now, what advice maybe would you give to like to those players? Yeah, do you know what? I suppose it 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 has changed so much from when I was sixteen, seventeen playing minor to making the step up to under twenty one and to, to to senior level. Um, you know the demands on players now are probably a lot more than they were they would have been on on the likes of myself. So I suppose the one thing a player of that age needs to have is ambition, and he needs to set it out from the word go and like if his ambition is to wear a Kilkenny jersey or if it's a Carlow jersey or a Dublin jersey 
well then he needs to make the sacrifices in order to do that but you know I suppose with the way the game has gone at the moment it's you know fitness levels are, are phenomenal they're through the roof you know you have to be physically strong um, you know it's it's nearly the demands are nearly gone from you know the hurling side of it more to the to the fitness side of it now and I think when when we were when I was coming kind of coming up you know your hurling could could get you through a lot you know but and you could maybe get away with your fitness levels whereas now I think it's completely different I think the, the wheel has turned 360 so like, I think look young guys we all know the distractions are there um, and it's very easy to get distracted but you know in order to make it you know you need to just be able to turn a blind eye to all these distractions put the hard work in um, and really push for your you know your, your dream because I suppose that's what I would have had when I was growing up was a dream to play with Kilkenny and you know I achieved that and it's it's at to the stage now where that dream doesn't last as long now as it probably would have years ago so you need to maybe you know make that happen as quickly as possible and and just grab it with both hands and enjoy it and because I suppose like myself you never know when it's going to come to an end and it could be force upon or it could be a uh, a poor farm it could be no, numerous things Absolutely. so that's, that's really good advice and you mentioned S&C there and importance of it and that is definitely growing with with teams um, in terms of injury prevention getting fitter faster uh, increasing speed were you much of a gym man back in your day? <laughs> um, I suppose the honest the, the honest answer to that is no is no but looking back would I have done things differently? yes because you know doing the right things strength and conditioning wise is a huge prevention of injuries um, you know and I look back over my career I suffered a lot with hamstrings obviously with knees with hips was that due to you know probably not doing the right rehab yes do you know so obviously there's things I'd change if I was if I got a chance to go back but I think now more than anything it's you know we've seen in the last couple of years so many guys doing cruciate ligament injuries doing hips you know guys going and getting hip surgeries um it's just it's it's frightening really you know and i think the strength and conditioning side of things now is probably more important than it's ever been and i think that's why we've we we see counties you know implying guys to start from a young age like i think guys as early as 16 should be brought on a kind of a journey with regards to strength and conditioning in order to have them at their, their their peak physical condition when they when they make the step up to whether it's under 20s or to senior level and i think we're going to see that more and more as the years go on and you know would i do things differently absolutely i won't i don't have a chance to do it but certainly strength and conditioning is is becoming a huge fundamental part of the ga and it's only going to become bigger and to be fair yeah, from my from my experience over we would have went hand in hand with, with most of our years. You were 11 years, I was one year extra, 12 years. But the last two or three years, I would have seen you definitely more in the gym, to be fair. And even I think I saw you one day doing 15 chin-ups <laughs> and, and, 50, and 50 press-ups, which is, which is impressive. Which is not bad, yeah. I suppose towards, I suppose with the knee being as bad as it was, I I only spent time in the gym because I wasn't able to train on the field. Do you know what like, I I remember, you know, 2015 in particular, I remember like with the way Nolan Park is you come out of the dressing room you're heading for the field everyone keeps going straight and the gym is to the left and like I'd say 
90 to 95 percent of training sessions i was turning left and everyone else was going out in the field so like i did put a you know i put in a i was i would have spent a lot more time in the gym doing the rehab with regards to my knee and even since since i've retired and since i finished with with carrick shock you know i still go to the gym two or three times a week in order just to kind of it's more a mental thing you know it's it's a mental thing because you know if you stop completely you know it's very easy to do that and get lazy and obviously then the weight starts to come on whereas you know i kind of meant i i made a kind of a mental decision that you know i, I, I wasn't going to let that happen and it's a release as well i like going to the gym you know i like doing the workout you know i i tend to do it on my own because you know it gives you time to clear your head and whatever else but you know it's it's just a routine that i've gotten into and you know, it it's it's good for the it's good for the head, and you know, as you know, as long as you keep doing it, you know, you know, you're in a good place. Good, all about good habits. And you would have obviously had trained a lot on your own. Did you find that lonely? How did, did you find that with team cohesion? Did you feel left out with the of the Kenny setup or anything like that during, during different times? Um, yeah, I suppose you know, if, I, I keep referring back to 2015. You know. It, it was, you know, and 2015 was probably the toughest year I ever put in, um, you know, physically, mentally, um, was just, it was just draining. Um, and like, if I was being completely honest, you know, we won the All-Ireland that year. I didn't, you know, I just didn't feel part of it. Um, you know, even though I, I came on for, I think it was an 11 or 12 minute cameo at the end of the, the final, but that was all the hurling I'd done with Kilkenny in, in 2015. And, you know, there's, in a way, yeah, great, you can go into the gym and you can do the rehab and you can get yourself physically strong, you know, but like, it's just, it's it's really, really tough mentally to be just inside in Nolan Park every night when the lads were out in the field training and you're inside pretty much on your own because obviously the physios need to be on the field as well, um, you know, so you're, you're kind of given the programme to do, left to your own devices, it's up to you whether you want to do it or not. Um, you know, obviously, I was in a position where I where, where I had to do it, um, but like, it, it it was it it was certainly it was certainly probably the worst year of my intercounty career and the most challenging. Um, you know, winning the All Ireland obviously was was great from a, from a team point of view and a panel and and you know the whole setup. But you know, I I remember the final whistle of that All Ireland and I just I actually felt empty. Do you know, like I just felt that I wasn't part of this, you know, what gives me the right to celebrate, you know, an unbelievable year when pretty much I didn't contribute anything to it. Do you know, and that's probably a selfish kind of statement or a selfish way to think, but that's just the way I felt at the time because after the year I put in, it was just, it, I was just glad it was over, put it that way. Going back one year from, from 2015 when, when all that heartbreak was there and all that hard training was done you probably did have a fairy tale ending to t- 2014 with your brother John in the replay of the all tell me a bit about that yeah I suppose again you know like 2014 was kind of a a frustrating year from, from me as well because um, I I started the, the Leinster semi-final against Galway and Tullamore and um, ended up doing my posterior cruciate in my left knee so that kind of ruled me out for the majority of the championship again and um obviously look 2014 with John involved was was probably it was a fairy tale and you know to have brothers involved like you'd know with Colin it makes it so much sweeter it makes it so much better um for your family for everyone involved 
Um, and I suppose, look, you look at the replay as well. Both of us scoring the goals. Um, you know, both of us, you know, being able to walk off the field happy with our performances. And just to be able to, I suppose, share that moment when the final whistle goes of the elation. Like, I remember turning around and the first lad I saw was John coming towards me. Like, you know, and it's not it's not every day you get to experience that, you know. And for me, you know, definitely 2014 would probably be the best um, all-Ireland for me, you know, and, and having John there and having John by my side. Like. That's a good catch. Richard Parr finishes. Limerick I still felt as strong I still felt as fit 
and you know probably had you know I, I you know probably maybe you two 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 of the best games that I maybe probably played for Kilkenny over my career was probably the drawn game and you know the replay of the 2014 so you know probably two years stand out um and mainly because you know I didn't pick up injuries do you know and that was probably a killer for me and you know as I said earlier was I doing the right things probably not to prevent these things happening um you know but you know when I did get a, f a kind of a free run you know I kind of that's when I probably felt that I was I was playing my best hurling and I you know from my perspective I probably would have thought 2014 you know when you got injured and you hadn't been training for a couple of months especially as a forward it's tough to come back and to be expected to be sh as sharp and as good but um, but you would have came on against Limerick in that hurricane that was up in Crow Park and either yourself or own Larkin got, <laughs> got that vital goal but you came on and you were sharp and I was surprised to see you so sharp I would have actually said I don't think Richie will play any role in this yeah. rest of the season to be honest but when I saw you that day I said he still has it and you know 2014 all Ireland and Sipperi both days absolutely crucial to um, to the draw and crucial to, to our success uh, in that replay because um, just the sharpness the smartness again Dishing off, the, dishing off the ball score, go, scoring goals was absolutely crucial um, for us and having that killer uh, instinct in, in full forward line um, I would have remarked as well for 2010 probably your best year without a shadow of a doubt and if I'm not mistaken the league was very strong that year too in terms of your performance I recall myself and John Tennyson were laughing in the showers saying this is a joke you were scoring multiple goals uh, in most games was that 2010 in the league or was that earlier? Yeah no it would have been 2010 yeah you know again it was kind of, you know, I got I got it just pre-season in particular. Like I, I was never a big fan of the the pre-season training. Um, I suppose training overall maybe, but especially the pre-season with the you know the long runs and the 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 hundred meters and whatever else. But you know, it was just I got a clean run of that. You know, I got a clean run of about two two and a half months in the build up to the league, and I just felt that I was I was getting fitter every week. I was you know I was getting stronger as well. Um, and just you know everything just seemed to be going well for me that year you know like and obviously the team was going well um, you know and I felt confident and I felt strong and you know my hurling my first touch was all there like you know so it was one thing probably maybe I felt that you know if I could get myself back you know, I was never really worried about my hurling side of things because you know, first touch was 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 always kind of there. It was just a matter of just kind of getting it sharp, and you know, and um, I think looked as a twenty or two thousand and ten was, you know, maybe you know probably my strongest year as a whole. You know, with the league form kind of carrying into the championship form, um, you know, and then I suppose probably a little part I played with that as well was I suppose you know the freeze kind of you know when you take on the freeze it kind of adds that bit of. Um, I suppose extra pressure on your shoulders but it also kind of maybe you know brings you to the top as a leader as well like you know and obviously with, with Henry kind of picking up the injury against Cork in the semi-final and I kind of took over things there and you know all those little things kind of gives you more confidence as well you know the fact that you know Brian probably sees that you're good enough and that you're you know you're, you're in a position and you're confident enough to kind of step up to these and you know it's not an easy thing to do and you know um, you know we've seen it with you could say with TJ in the last couple of years as well, like, you know, he's really 
you know, gone to a different level as well, like since he's taken on the responsibility. And last question, you mentioned you're involved with Offaly coaching uh, for 2019. Uh, will have you aspirations to coach a senior uh, male inter-county team in the next couple of years? Or? I, I Look, I, I actually don't know the answer to that. Um, I suppose I've kind of looked at it the last couple of years and I've had a lot of kind of club teams on to me, um, you know, asking me to get involved. And it is something that I want to get back involved in. Um, obviously, hurling, was, hurling has been my life and hurling probably will be my life. Um, but, you know, it's, it's a huge, huge commitment. It, it really is. Um, obviously, different things come into it, like family come into it. You know, your job comes into it, you know, because, it's, as I said, it's a huge commitment. Um, are you in a position to give so much time to do it? Um, you know, like DJ DJ asked me to be involved in the under twenty ones last year and I was only after starting a new job at Palace Foods and I just I couldn't commit to the time constraints of it and that was just being a selector. So look, all those things have to be kind of you know, weighed up, you know, you you have the pros and cons of it. Um, you know, and looking forward to two thousand nineteen with Offley. Um, you know, it's it's not as big a commitment as you know, it might be with a, an inter-county senior team, uh, but it's still a big commitment, you know, and it's still a lot of travelling. Um, but definitely, you know, look, it's it's something that I'd, I have thought about. It's something that I've imagined doing. Um, is it something that I will do? I don't know. Um, if, if the right offer comes along, maybe in the next couple of years, you'd have to think about it. But um, I suppose I'll, I'll wait and see does, does, does the offer come. I've no doubt the offer will come and you will be you will be at the reins of some team in a couple of years. Richie, thanks very much for your time and your honesty. Um, even with eight All-Irelands and two All-Stars and a number of other silverware, there was highs and lows to your career and there was lonely journeys, but, but that's sport and that's what's important. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Richie. Probably a cheers.